0: Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Steven Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.
1: TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network.
2: Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up.
1: You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon
2: is good Raider Nation. Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and 10, your Monday go-to for Raider news uh, and analysis. Um am going to just get right to it. Uh, the Raiders have been bad uh, these last three weeks and they've been really bad the last two weeks against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, especially offensively. I was just doing the math, and uh, before we get to it, just wanna say that uh, today's episode is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Uh, And without further ado, before we get to all the ugly numbers, uh, gonna welcome in my great teammate and colleague, Sam Gordon, uh, also with the Las Vegas Review Journal and Vegas Station. By the way, uh, go ahead and download our app, Vegas Nation, uh, or just go to VegasNation.com. We got you covered from A to Z on Raiders coverage podcasts, videos, stories, photo essays, columns, commentary, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, Sam, I'm just going through some of these numbers, and it's just, it looks really bad right now. Uh, I think I, I had I had the Raiders running 101 offensive plays these last two weeks compared to 148 for their opponents. Um, it's not going to get it done. They had 47 snaps offensively. Uh, compared to, I think it was 71, I believe, or it was over 70, 74 might've been uh, for the Bengals. It's just, it's it's not a recipe uh, to win. There's been inefficiency, there's been penalties, there's been miscues, uh, sloppiness, out of rhythm, out of sync, the whole nine yards. I don't know what's going on uh, with this offense in terms of the whys, um, but we can certainly see that what they're not doing, and some of the um, um, you know silliness and carelessness that they are doing, and just adds up to a, um, a a really uphill climb that they're that they're making for themselves right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean when you take a look at this team, like you said, the last the last few weeks in particular, compared to where they're at early in the season, it's like night and day, right? This was a team that that last season was a you know top ten offensive team, and a team that uh, through the early goings of the season, Derek Carr was showing for four hundred yards. Receivers were, were running wide open all over the field. There was some balance, um, not necessarily in the running game, but with the short passing game, with going with pushing the ball down the field. There was an element of unpredictability, and you just take a look at what these teams are doing the last couple of weeks. There's nothing there on. Uh, there's nothing there on third down. They can't convert a third down to save their lives. Uh, very predictable. No kind of run game. Uh, nothing there in a the short passing game, and certainly nothing available down the field. And and when, when you, you know you're in trouble, when a team like Cincinnati. Uh, that Mike White carved up for 400 passing yards. No disrespect to Mike White, but um, not not exactly a marquee quarterback um, in the NFL by any means. He's carving that defense up 400 yards, and the Raiders are struggling to get a first down. You, you know you have some serious problems. So um, it's 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 very bizarre. Um, I think it might be twofold. I, I think there's certainly an element of, you know, they, they miss, let's just call it what it is. They miss John Gruden's play calling and the rhythm that he had with Derek Carr. And I think there's part of this offense that, that misses Henry Ruggs and his ability to affect the geometry of the field, to create spacing, to create verticality, uh, and to open things up for, for guys underneath. So so like you said, right now it's a, it's a, a bad offensive team and, uh, and they got to figure that out uh, as, ASAP in order to, to, to salvage any hope of a playoff run because it's, I mean, it's time to I mean, five and five, five with a trip to Dallas in a couple of days, a very good defensive team. Um, it's, This is. you know, it's, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. Let's see what they have this week. By the way, everyone, I did just
2: to confirm verticality is a word uh, <laughs> and it's a position at right angles to the horizon. Uh, based on uh, vocabulary.com. So, well, I might have to get a double. I might have to confirm it with a couple of different sources, but I love that word, verticality. I'm, I got to uh, start uh, incorporating it. But, and it, it, it's it's the exact way to kind of describe um, some of the problems with the Raiders. Number one, you can't run the ball, uh, not consistently or effectively, uh, whether you want to talk about an offensive line that just really hasn't come together um, yet this season, as the Raiders had hoped. Play calling—you want to talk about it from from that perspective? Um, you know that that isn't able to get the run game untracked. when you talk about you know taking a big piece of the puzzle and Henry Ruggs—he created space, you know, um, not just for other wide receivers, but I would think Sam for the run game as well because uh, it's forcing teams to play a little bit further back uh, rather than just load the box. Um, but, you know, not having the deep threat that they had, not being able to consistently get a push up front and pose their will uh, on opponents. It's just it, it feels like this offense right now is playing with one arm tied behind his back.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it, it certainly does. It, it's, it's a, again, a polar opposite uh, from what we saw earlier in the season. I mean, one one, I mean, three and out, three, three and out, three and out three and out it, the fans at Allegiant stadium were restless on Sunday. They were really restless. And, and you get the sense that there's frustration that there's disappointment, that there's, you know, whatever, whatever words you want to describe to, 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 to figure out what's going on. It's, it's all there. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's really been brewing. Like you said, many penalties, seven penalties, 77 yards on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bengals are penalized once for five yards uh, the, the Bengals dominate time of possession, 37 minutes, 20 seconds. Raiders have the ball, like you said, 22 minutes and 40 seconds. It's not, this is not going to work. Not, you're not going to win football games that way. It doesn't matter if it's the Cincinnati Bengals. It doesn't matter if it's the Detroit Lions. If you can't consi- consistently possess the ball and keep your defense off the field, and that's the thing, Vinny. I think the the the, the offense has been undermining, certainly at least this past Sunday, a quality Defensive effort from from a defense that has still been pretty good, save for the, the Chiefs game where Patrick Mahomes is just doing Patrick Mahomes things. Defense played good enough to beat the New York Giants a couple weeks ago. Defense played good enough. The 32 points that Cincinnati scored on, on Sunday are, are deceiving. The, the, the floodgates didn't open up until the very end of the game when the offense started turning the ball over. Um, it's it, it, it's The defense has been good enough to win, and the offense just hasn't been playing complimentary enough of football in order to give the, the team a chance to win so um it's it's all there the problems whatever they whatever they are there we we've seen them play out the, the last couple of weeks and um I, I there's they're running out of time there's there's only you know 7 weeks left. i don't you know, necessarily want to completely hit the panic button per se but You've seen what's going on the last couple of weeks. I've seen it and they're, they're running out of time, especially with the the, the the teams that they're playing on the schedule. Um, it's, it's dire straits right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really um, when, when you, when you dig into the
2: numbers uh, it just really points to a lack of efficiency in key areas of, uh, um, Sam, look at the Raiders averaged 5.9 yards per play compared to the uh, Bengals 4.1 yards per play at 206 yards passing to 129 yards passing. Um, they averaged 7.1 yards per pass compared to 4.1, 4.0 yards, uh, per pass. Um, you know, they, they, got sacked two times. They, they, they sacked Joe Burrow three times. Um, now is where it gets weird. Um, rushing at rushing yards. The Bengals averaged or not average, but, but accumulated 159 yards rushing the Raiders, 72. Um, The penalties, seven for 77, as you mentioned, one of five for the Bengals. Um, That's, that's it right there. And then, and then just not being able to convert on, um, on, on, on third downs, one of seven compared to eight of 16. It's they're, 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 they're moving the ball. You know they they move the ball better, except for on the run. You know in the run, but if you want to you know flip it and add it up, however you add it up, they had more yards um, or or almost more yards two seventy eight to two eighty eight. But they average more yards per play uh, than the Bengals. They were they were getting chunks of yards. They were they were moving the ball down. You know um, well enough, except when it came to the third and shorts. Uh, and um, and also you know on the flip side, committing three penalties defensively on third downs for the the Bengals that led to first downs that led to 16 points, three penalties on third downs by their defense uh, that gave the Bengals uh, another shot, another set of downs, you know, leads directly to 16 points. It's just, you can't, you have to get out of your own way. And it's, I look at this and for me, Sam, it comes down to being poised and composed and being able to execute clean football in in critical moments. And that's the third downs. That's not stopped. That's, you know, uh, um, you know, getting over the whole committing stupid penalties or penalties, um, you know, at, at at
3: key moments. And to me, that's on the Raiders. A hundred percent. Oh no, a hundred percent. This is a, I mean, at this juncture of the season, when you're playing good football teams, when you're playing teams that have playoff aspirations in the case of the Kansas city chiefs, division aspirations, Super Bowl aspirations. And with the case of the Bengals, a team that's you know trying to turn his franchise around and is in the midst of a quality season um, as it rebuilds around Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you, you don't have a big margin for error. You, you just, you don't have that kind of margin for error. The Raiders at this juncture aren't aren't good enough to be able to make those kind of mistakes and just consistently overcome them um, week in and week out. And it, it was part of this, I mean, same issue against the Chiefs and he, with, with just the untimely um, turnovers, the penalties on third downs that extended drives, like you just, you can't get away with doing those things and expect to win football games. The execution hasn't been there. The discipline hasn't been there. Um, pretty much everything that they're doing to, to, to like, they're, they're totally in their own way in, in every sense of the word with, with, with those penalties, with you know, like third and short feels like third and a country mile all of a sudden. I mean, there's just the, 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 it's, it's just, it's one thing after another. It's one thing after another. And uh, and you can't you can't give teams more opportunities. I mean again your defense is, plays well enough. You read the numbers, Vinny. The defense I'm not, not gonna say was necessarily suffocating because the Bengals were able to impose their will on the ground, but this is a Bengals offense with Joe Burrow. As Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and, and the complement of receivers that, that Joe Burrow has to throw to. It's one of the more explosive units in the league, uh, certainly earlier in the season. And the Raiders, there was no explosive plays at all. Like it was, it was this turn, it was a, you know, the Bengals basically, you know, were, were forced to play smash mouth football. And finally, we able to break through in the fourth quarter with that that style of play because the Raiders could not get their defense off the field because of whatever it be penalties because of the three and outs um, et cetera et cetera so um, whatever whatever it needs to happen in order to summon some kind of change they have to do it um, quickly because look at you've seen Dallas's defense they their offense stunk it up on Sunday but the same Chiefs offense that carved the Raiders up forty one points uh, limped to nineteen. Uh, against, against Dallas on Sunday. Now you're going into Dallas on Thanksgiving, a massive matchup when an offense that's struggling against a very good um, defensive football team. Um, it, it has the makings, uh, it has the potential makings of a disaster or are, are we going to see the Raiders, you know, turn the page? There was that drive in the, in the fourth quarter where bang, three plays, chunk, chunk play, chunk play, touchdown. It, the, the, the capabilities are, are still there Offensively, You still have personnel, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, those guys haven't gone anywhere. Brian Edwards, even though he wasn't targeted on Sunday, has proven that he can make plays in the passing game. The key is how, how do you unlock that? How do you stay out of your own way? How do you execute? How do you make sure that, that you can convert on third downs? That's what this team is going to have to figure out. And now it is that time of the podcast. We are joined by Chuck Esposito, the director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, another wild, wild week in the NFL. Have you recovered? What do you think? How's
4: it? How, how you doing? It's it's been crazy, Sam. I mean, first it's uh, great to be out with you, and it's yay sports books. I mean, there's so much parody in, in pro football right now. That From week to week, things change dramatically. We've talked about it on, uh, on our segment, on our podcast for the last month. Um, there isn't a dominant team in the league right now. And as strange as it sounds, the Patriots could easily be the, the number one seed in the AFC in the next two weeks where they, they host Tennessee and play at Buffalo on Monday Night Football.
3: Yeah. But one of the, I mean, before we get into everything else, I want to check in with the, of course, with the Raiders who uh, come out and lay an egg on Sunday at Allegiant stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals who submit a dominant performance, really take over in the second half there. Chuck, looking at the schedule for the Raiders, things don't necessarily get any easier. Um, what do you make of their performance and what do you make of them going into Dallas on a short week against a Cowboys team that struggled offensively? Uh, but of course, has been a tremendous, uh, especially against the number all season, uh, with the exception of yesterday and, um, and one of the better
4: teams in the NFC. Well, you said it, Sam. I'm just going to follow you. They laid an egg. No question about it. Um, you know, they're five and five right now. They've lost three straight games. Um, it's uh, I think everything's kind of come full circle. All the distractions off the field, um, you know, starting with Gruden and then the, the other circumstances that occurred um, with Rugs and Arnett. I mean, this is a team right now that is trending the wrong direction. Their offense doesn't look anything like it did, uh, say, a month ago. However, with three playoff teams that make it, there are three teams that make it into the wild card spots and so many teams bunched up in that five and six win range. They're clearly not out of it. I think that the biggest question is two things. One, I don't think they'll be a favorite in any game the rest of the season. And two, the betters, I mean, the the biased local betters here who still back them with their heart have now Mm -hmm. left them with their pocketbook. Meaning Mm. that the last two weeks, we clearly were Raider fans, and that wasn't the case, say, for their first eight games this year. Wow, a, a quite
3: the turn of events. Um, shifting gears a little bit, we with we know the Cowboys are coming up next on the Raiders' schedule. They fall at Kansas City, nineteen to nine. Kansas City finally covers at home. For the first time this season, Chuck, what way while the Raiders might be going backwards, it feels like the Chiefs are going the other way. Finally, a dynamic performance from their defense. You mentioned the Patriots is one of the top teams in the AFC. It feels like Kansas City is trending that
4: way as well. Do you see that also? I absolutely do, Sam. I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago, and although the we still had them as the second choice in the AFC they weren't a playoff team and they were in last place in the AFC West. I think it kind of showed you what we felt about them and what the betters felt about them. They're seven and four now. They've won four games in a row. Most impressive thing for me and the Chiefs is that they're starting to play some defense, is that if they can get some defense to kind of play with that offense, we know Hill and Mahomes and, and Kelsey how good they are. You get Edwards Hilaire back. Nobody wants to go play an Arrowhead in late January. But right now, I think you could say that they're either the number one or number two best team in the AFC. So kind of a complete 180 over the last a month or so for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh,
3: An interesting slate of games this week, Chuck. Uh, A couple of ones I want to touch on really quickly. Rams at Packers Green Bay, a one point favorite Two NFC contenders that we've both seen weaknesses from uh, at this point in the season, just like any other team. How do you see this matchup um, shaking out and what kind of handle are you expecting with two teams of this magnitude?
4: think it's, you know, arguably the marquee game of the week. Packers, you know, they're coming off the loss to the Vikings. They play in maybe the easiest division in the NFC. Um, so they're still going to win the division. But as far as getting, you know, maybe that home buy at Lambeau, they're looking up at the Cardinals right now. And all of a sudden, the Rams look a little human. I mean, they've lost two games in a row. They're better on the road. They're four and one on the road, only three and two at home. But this is a Ram team that, you know, these warm weather teams usually don't like to have to go play in the cold. And if it's cold and snowy and blustery in Lambeau, you could be looking at a Ram team that drops three in a row. Uh, Packers are a slight favorite here. We know that uh, Rodgers has the turf toe injury. There'll be no Aaron Jones, but awfully tough to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. We're coming into this game. They're four and zero. Oh.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Another game that I think is interesting is that NFC Wild Card race takes some shape. Vikings at San Francisco, San Francisco, giving a three, a couple wins in a row now for the Niners where they've looked really impressive. Look like the team that we thought
4: they might be coming into the season. Are you buying the Niners as a legitimate playoff contender? Um, Yes and no, Sam. First, I think touching on the game itself, both teams at five and five the winner of this game could have the upper hand as far as tiebreakers go, looking to get one of those three wild card spots. So I think it's a big game for both teams. Uh, they both have won two straight. And then it concerns me about the Niners a little bit. Is they're just one and four at home, four and one on the road, which is great when you can win on this league in the, on the road. The problem is, is look at who they've beaten. They've beaten a lot of bad teams outside of the Rams. Their wins are against teams with far below. 500 record, um, but hey, these two teams can run the ball. They can play some defense, and both are, are fairly decent on the road. So, huge game in the whole wild card picture for both these two teams.
3: And and Sunday night slate will conclude with a AFC North showdown. Cleveland heading to Baltimore where Baltimore, a four point favorite Baltimore gets it done against the bears without Lamar Jackson. Obviously uh, they want their MVP candidate back as soon as possible. We would expect him to play uh, on, on Sunday. What did Baltimore show you uh, being able? I mean, we know the bears aren't any good. We know the bears aren't a major factor, but going on the road uh, against the Chicago team, we were backup quarterback. Did they show you anything that, that makes you think that they could continue to contend in the
4: AFC? They absolutely did. Sam, they showed me that John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. It doesn't care who's out there. It's next guy up approach. Um, They didn't play well in that game, but when they fell behind, they're able to come up and go the length of the field with a backup quarterback to win that game. They're still four and one at home. They had no Marquise Brown or Lamar Jackson in that game. Cleveland is six and five, but currently sits in last place in the AFC North. Here's an anomaly for you. So these two teams play here. Then there's a bye week, I believe, for Baltimore. Then they come back and play at Cleveland. So the AFC North in the next three weeks is really going to take shape between these two teams. Baltimore is awfully good at home again, being four and one. We know Baker Mayfield's banged up. Not sure if we're going to see Kareem Hunt. Jarvis Landry got hurt. We know they traded OBJ. This is a Cleveland team that's definitely banged up on offense. Their defense is going to need to step up and play a great game here against Baltimore because it was an ugly win against Detroit, 13-10. Certainly was. Detroit's still looking for his
3: first win. Cleveland trying to rectify those offensive issues. Chuck, before we get out of here, anything else you want to touch on
4: when you scan and peruse the uh, the Week 12 slate? I think there's a lot of really good games, Sam. I think the other one that kind of is interesting to me is this Eagle and Giant team. This Eagle team now at 5-6 and six, on the cusp of wild card. I mean, they can run the ball. They played a the Saint team that was number one in the league. And the Eagles were able to run for almost 250 yards. Granted, a lot of it was hurts, but they're one of kind of the surprising teams now that is starting to play well. And I'm telling you, the key is the betters recognize that. This is like the third straight week that we've seen money come across our counter on the Philadelphia Eagles. They're a road favorite against the Giants. Giants play tonight. They are 0-9 in their last prime time, in their last nine prime time games. And Daniel Jones in his young career is 0-7 on prime time football.
3: Danny Dimes trying to get his first big primetime win against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Chuck, we appreciate the expertise As always looking forward to catching up with you again next week. This NFL season has been so unpredictable. We are grateful to have you with us to break it down each and every week.
4: Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. A happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and your family and all the listeners uh, from myself and in station casinos and SDN sports. Looking forward to chatting with you next week.
0: <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Steven Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today
1: and get started with me, the local favorite. will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are, in fact, a playoff-bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets.
2: Yeah, and if they if they um, can... Unlock the third down uh, issues, then obviously that leads to more plays, more opportunities, uh, more lengthy drives, uh, less, uh, you know, uh, uh, times that uh, they're putting their defense back on the field and overexposing them a little bit. I think the last two weeks, um, you know, the Raiders what, are, are two of 16 on, on third downs these last two weeks. Yeah, that's just really bad. And then and what ultimately happens is that you're you're exposing your defense. You're asking them to play too much. Um, and then you're gonna fade. They're gonna fade, and that's exactly what's happened. Look, you're talking about two close games. Um, yep. For being honest, um, going into the fourth quarter, in both the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, but when you're continually asking your defense uh, to go out there and, and play, there's going to be a breaking point. And ironically enough, the drive that you referenced, where you know I think it took what three plays to get down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, you always want to take the points, obviously, but even that drive, put the defense back on the field, um, you know, probably put yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, now they're back on the field and guess what happens? I think they gave up, um, some sort of, I, I forgot, I'd have to go back to see, but, but the Bengals scored on that next shot. I think I, I, I almost want to say it was a touchdown, um, but they scored. So, you know, we talk about complimentary football all the time. and, um, you know, and it, it, it's, it almost sounds like a cliche, but when your defense is playing good, you can't, your offense has to play well to support it and vice versa. And, um, right now they're not doing that. And then, on, and, you know, by the same token, the self inflicted wounds of these, you know, penalties, the, 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 um, you know, unsportsmanlike or roughing the passer on, on unique and Gakwe, it's just inexcusable that you know what the rule is. Uh, you take a couple of steps after the guy's thrown the ball. You just can't touch the quarterback. You want to you want to quibble and argue about, you know, the uh, that rule in itself. Great. That's for the offseason. You know, uh, you, you go to the NFL owners meetings and, and plead your case and try to change it. If you want to do that, then, then then go ahead and do that. But while you're playing right now, you have to follow the rules. And it's very easy. It's very simple. Um, I get what Yannick Ngakwe was talking about. Yeah, you're taught to play it through the whistle, but come on, man. You have ample opportunities for, to understand that rule. The NFL makes it pretty darn easy in that regard. There's some, you know, uh, subjective rules where, mm, you know, it's kind of tough sometimes to really get a handle on it, but that one's an easy one, Sam. Yeah,
3: yeah no, for sure, for sure. And it's just, it's those kind of controllable Uh, mistakes that that give teams life, that give teams second chances, that give teams opportunities to extend drives, to make plays, to take more time off the clock. Vinny, I'm looking at the drive chart. You know what the the Raiders' longest possession was on on Sunday? The longest. Three minutes and 44 seconds. That was their longest possession. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati had scoring drives six minutes, 51 seconds. Hell, they had a drive where they punted and took four minutes off the clock. OK, five minutes, 34 seconds, scoring drive, five minutes, 23 seconds, scoring drive, six minutes, 39 seconds, scoring drive. They were having long physical drives that that were designed to wear out the Raiders. And eventually they did. And, you know, I, on game days, I, I usually spend post game in the opposing team's um, interview room. And, and that's exactly what they said. They said, we're going to play Smash Mouth football. We knew what kind of game it was going to be. And it was about wearing out the Raiders and sticking to the run game and having long possessions. is exactly what they were able to do. And, and at the end of the game, like like a you know like a great box who breaks their opponent down with some body shots. Finally, they went in for the finish, and uh, and 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 the Raiders you know couldn't sustain drives at the end of the game, at the beginning of the game, whatever throughout the course of the game. Um, so yeah, like you said, the penalties do not help anything out at at all. They serve to to keep the defense on the field to to aid these long lengthy drives at teams like like Cincinnati. We're able to have, and and it's you gotta. It comes down to execution, like you said. The the roughing the penalty, roughing the passing penalty. That's that's completely. That's not a fluke kind of play. That was. You you know you can't touch the quarterback after he delivers the ball. There's no sense um, in risking it in situations like that. And. Uh, you you got to see if, if 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 this team's going to execute better and be more disciplined on, on on Thursday in a really big spot. How many minutes was that? Three minutes and what? The longest possession the Raiders had on Sunday. The longest possession: three minutes and forty-four seconds. Wow! I'm going to tweet that one, Sam. Thank you very much. Um,
2: I'm going to steal that one from you. But yeah, and and that's it's 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 it's, it's exactly right. You can't you have to keep the ball for longer increments than that. You just—it's part of your game plan. You know that literally teams practice six-minute offense, four-minute offense. Mm-hmm. You know, to to, to yeah, you want to score points, and that is the point of the of the whole thing. But when you're a not holding on to the ball very long, uh, three minutes and forty-four seconds—the longest—that's uh, pretty bad. Um, and, and and B not getting points also. Um, it's just it's it's a double, it's a double whammy. They've got to figure out a way to be able to sustain drives. Uh, obviously, you know, uh cap them off as many times as possible uh with points. But the three and outs, the quick drives, the, you know, uh, those type of things, that's again, it's a recipe for disaster because you're overexposing your defense and it's just uh an empty um. You know, proposition offensively. So the question becomes, Sam, and we talked about last week. You know, the Raiders somehow, some way have to get uh, to six and five. You know, by the time, um, you know, by by Thursday night, let's say uh, yeah. when they leave the field at, at at AT&T Stadium, one way or another, whether it was beating the Bengals and losing to the to the uh, to the Cowboys or vice versa, at the very least, they needed to get out of this ten day uh, stretch of two games at six and five. How do they do that?
3: That's a million dollar question. Um, I think the Raiders, you know, they had some success early in the year with that short passing game, with with the quick hits, with with getting the ball in space. With yeah, you know, you want to push the ball down the field, but you also want to be strategic about getting your playmakers in space. So how are you? How do you get Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, um, so on and so forth in space? And then I think there has to be an element, Vinny, like you said, of, of verticality and, and the capabilities. Are still there? There was verticality on that three-play, seventy-five-yard touchdown drive. You saw the ball go down the field. You saw uh, throws at, at, at in the in the windows at, at the second and third levels of the defense. It's not like all the the, the capabilities to do that um, went out the field or went out went went out the window when when heavy rugs is gone. There's still potential to do that, but it's it's about you know. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not the offensive coordinator or anything. I'm just you know I'm just throwing ideas out there, but you know, blending some of that, you know, some of the short passing game with some of the deep passing game, taking a few more shots. Um, I think there are so many positive things that can happen when you push the ball down the field video pass a potential pass interference call. I mean, we see how many times do we see in the NFL where there's not a perfectly deep, you know, perfectly accurate deep ball thrown defensive back gets tangled with the receiver and you pick up 40 yards penalty yards because of pass interference. I mean, there's, there's positive things that can happen, even if there's not completions, by going down the field, I, I I don't know if it's time to completely uh, abandon the run game and, and, and stop trying to run the ball, but it, it might be. If if my memory serves me correctly, the best game that the Raiders had um, running the ball was at my the Miami game or whatever or game earlier in the season. The run was secondary to the pass, and they were able to set up the run by, by having an effective pass game. And then you know, overall, big picture um, in terms of how to how to get back on track on Thursday, got a, the penalties. You have to find a way. To minimize the penalties, the drive killers and the drive extenders. When, when, when you are able to get a team off the field on third down, like you can't have a roughing the passer penalty. You can't have um, a needless, you know, false start when, when you're trying to go for it on fourth and short. Like those, just those kind of things can't happen because again, they put your defense at a risk, leave them on the field longer. Against uh, you know Dallas, again struggled on Sunday offensively. Very quality offensive team throughout the course of the season. So. I I think there's, you know, that's it's yes, there's the situationally They're in a different spot than they were six weeks ago in terms of, you know, the personnel and offense and and the coaching situation. Um, But but there's a there's a way to do this. Uh, We've seen it. We've seen them move the ball in spurts. Like you said, against Kansas City, they were right there through three quarters um, competing with a chief's team that was firing on all cylinders and, and just didn't find a way to finish the game. How do you, how do you unlock those things? That's what they're going to have to do. That's what the the coaches are going to have to figure out in very short order. It's and yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we, we talked to uh,
2: Derek Carr about this, you know, um, and a couple of the other guys, you know, could it help that, you know, there is a quick turnaround to this next game where you kind of just set aside what's happened these last two weeks in order to do this you know, turn around and go play another game on Thursday to try to get back on the right track. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not Nostradamus. I can't predict, uh, the, you know, uh, the future. But, you know, uh, and I know, you know, there, there's angry fans right now and and, and I get it, frustrated fans right now. And they're asking, oh, you got to ask the tough questions, you know, ask. There's not many more ways you can ask what is going on right now. You know, we're not going to indict guys uh, up on the podium. It just doesn't work that way. Um, you, you ask them, what is going on? Is there anything that you can see? Why are you playing this type of football right now? And, and all they can do is offer their explanations from what they see, um, you know, on, on, um, on what's going on. And, and that's really, you know, the only thing anyone uh, can do right now. Nobody's going to get up there and start, you know, berating <laughs> Rich Passaccia and berating Derek Carr. But um, the, the, the toughest question that we can ask right now is what is going on? Are there other solutions we've asked, you know, do you, do you think about bringing Marcus Mariota uh, out on the field, you know, in some of these third down situations to change it up a little bit? Is there something that you could do discipline wise, um, you know, to, to try to get guys to play more poised uh, in, in critical situations? What's the play calling, um, you know, you uh, uh, you, you know, what's the plan on the play calling when you get uh, into the red zone? I mean, that's all you can do um, in, in our, on our end um, to try to uncover some answers. And I'm sure, Sam, that's exactly what the Raiders are doing, you know, uh, when they're holed up in their in their offices and out on the practice field and Henderson just trying to figure out. How do you get back to playing efficient football? And I really believe it's that it's as easy as that. That doesn't guarantee that they're going to win the rest of their games. If they're able to, you know, um, you know, uh, raise the level of efficiency back to where uh, it's been. And I point to the Denver Broncos game and the Philadelphia Eagles game as two of the, you know, the, the high points in terms of efficiency, it's not going to guarantee that they're going to win, but they're going to be in a much better position uh, to win. And I think uh, their fans Um, Win or lose can accept that a little bit more, uh, you know, if they're playing poised, composed, efficient football and they just get beat by the better team. It's these types of situations against the Giants and the Bengals where their own self-inflicted wounds, um, you know, are putting them in really bad positions against, frankly, inferior teams or teams that they have every, um,
3: you know, right to think that they're capable of. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So that's, you know, that's, that's going to be the key. And it looks like, it's not like the Raiders want to come out here and stink offensively. Like to to your point, they're not trying to do that. Everybody wants to get this thing resolved inside that, that, that facility, everybody on the roster, like nobody wants to lose this way um, in this kind of fashion. So Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's about, you know, getting back on the same page offensively, limiting the mistakes and being able to put together and sustain drives. I thought, like you mentioned, you point to those, um, the Broncos and the Eagles games, very complete victories where you're able to sustain offense, where you're able to have long drives, when you're able to get the running game going just a little bit, when you're able to push the ball down the field and have some surprise, have some explosiveness, um, have some tempo, some pace to your offense, being able to frankly do what the Bengals did to, to the Raiders. They have long drives, be able to build leads, be able to build a cushion and really assert your will uh, over the course of four hours if, or three and a half, four hours, whatever it is. Uh, but that, that feels like it was, I mean, it feels like I was almost in a different galaxy at this point with how this team uh, has looked offensively um, the last three weeks. They got it, its They're running out of time, but they run running out of time. There's a, such a log jam in the AFC. There's so many teams that are trying to contend for a wild card berth. And, you know, again, it sounds cliche, but every single game, every single week matters, especially at this point in the season. This is late November. This is where where teams really start to separate themselves and are really, um, you know, put your foot down and we're, we're really going to see the identity of some teams. We're starting to see it. The New England Patriots, we're starting to see who they are. The Chiefs have found their mojo. We, we understand who they are. We're starting to get a better feel for who they are. At this point, who um, are the Raiders? They're a team without an identity, on the offensive side of the ball and that's asking way too much from their defense and a defense that's clearly improved over the last, you know, the, since last season, but I don't think, it, you know, through 11, through 10 games or whatever, if we would were going into the season that we would have expected um, the offense to be the unit that, that, that is really, really struggling. And the defense to be the unit that's keeping, keeping this team get in games. It, it's been a total um, flip from what we saw last season and it's resulting in the, you know, for unfortunately for the Raiders and Raiders fans, it's, it's, it's starting to resemble um, the same swoons that this team had um, the last couple of years. But, but again, it's looked they're five and five. And if they can find out a way to, to somehow go in there and pull off the upset on, on Thursday, you're, you're right back in the mix. You, you are right back in the mix. The season's not over. There's plenty of football left to be played. And at, at this point, it's looking like, you know, nine or eight, nine and eight, 10 and seven. Um, might put you in a mix for that wild card berth, and and they're not they're not far away from that. There's still opportunities um, to get this thing figured out. It's, you know, can they do it? Do they have the capabilities? That's what we're going to find out on Thursday. Absolutely, we will see um, if it uh, if it does. Um, you know, if the, if the, the best
2: version of the Raiders reemerges um, on on Thursday against against the Cowboys. Uh, frankly, it has to. Um, I think you know if you're starting to talk about um, you know a five and six you know world right now, um, given where you know how other teams are sort of uh, ascending um, at, at the moment. You know, teams that are in or around uh, the Raiders, they're in their own division. Uh, the rest of the uh, AFC, you know, the Colts are all of a sudden coming alive. Yep. You know. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you fall into that five and six hole, boy, it's going to be, it means basically, you know, to get to 11, 10 wins, you're going to have to win five of the next six or all six, six straight. I mean, that's, that's, there's uh, doesn't leave you that's much hard. cushion. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, uh, right now where it looks uh, it, it, it doesn't look all that good. Um, especially if you're looking at it from the lens of these last two weeks, uh, there's no way that the Raiders are going to win six straight games or five of the next six um, or excuse me, you know, uh, six of the next seven uh, um, playing the kind of football that they've been playing. Uh, they're, they're, they they just can't, you know, um, even five and two, you know, five and two gets you to 10 wins that could put you, uh, you know, in, in the mix. And that's something I think the Raiders, you know, it would be a step in the right direction compared to where they've been these last few years, you know, uh, um, I know that they want more, but but right now, 10 and, you know, 10 and seven looks pretty good compared to where they are right now. Uh, But to do that, there's no way they're going to get there playing the kind of football they've played these last uh, few weeks. It's just they have to snap out of it and they have to do it uh, really quickly. Uh, And whatever happens, um, we're going to be here to talk about it next week. Um, and one way or another, <laughs> we'll see what we're going to be uh, dissecting uh, next week. Is the uh, is the misery behind them? Is the is the you know lack of rhythm and just the funk right now that the Raiders are in uh, behind them? We'll see. Um, we're going to we're going to find out pretty quickly on Thursday. Uh, Sam, uh, thanks for everything that you do. Have a great Thanksgiving. Um, uh, I'll do, I'll, I'll try to do the same, um, but uh, we'll see. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what we're talking about uh, next week. Uh, have a great week. I will talk to you uh, soon. Want to say thanks to Larry Muir, uh, our great uh, producer. Um, we'll be back at it next week. Everyone have a safe uh, holiday. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. i not sure what the Raiders are going to deliver you on Thursday, <laughs> but we're all, we're all about ready to find out. Sam, take care,
3: man. You too, Vinny.
0: would you look at that damn i look good what's up everybody it's me steven money it's football season and i want you to know that you can bet on me the stn sports app so sign up today and get started with me the local favorite